So let's start with the Reserve Bank and what we can expect there. Yes, Sakina, obviously a meeting and the MPC statement later today by um, Reserve Bank Reserve Bank uh, Governor Lesecha Kanyahu. And I think, uh, you know, it's going to be much of the same rhetoric, that uh, inflation is moderating, the South African economy is still um, improving at the margin, but still uh, fairly weak. And on the back of that, uh, you know, an expectation that uh, a monetary policy could become more accommodative in the future, but we've got to also watch out for um, what our peers do in the developed market, particularly the U.S. Federal Reserve, as they communicate uh, probably three interest rate increases this year. And uh, we've got to be careful that, uh, one, we don't import uh, inflation from the rest of the developed market economies where inflation is certainly on the rise. And two, um, you know, that uh, we, we, we don't become, we, we don't put ourselves in a position where we've got to be too reactive in increasing interest rates too quickly on the back of the Federal Reserve tightening monetary policy uh, faster than expected. So, Sakina, I think uh, we, we should expect the Reserve Bank Governor to point to the fact that uh, inflation is moderating. Um, give the, the Reserve Bank's inflation outlook uh, you know, for the next 18 months or so, and uh, uh, that our inflation outlook should indicate that inflation is going to moderate within the band by the end of the year, but uh, it doesn't yet uh, warrant a cutting of interest rates, because we've still got to um, see how a number of factors play out. Most importantly, um, you know, does food inflation continue to moderate, and at what pace does that happen? Um, you know, obviously we've seen it moderating quite a bit, as we discussed yesterday, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it's all about um, where to from here and whether all the cost savings are going to be passed on to the end consumer or whether um, a, number of, uh, a number of participants along the value chain are going to be absorbing some additional um, cost, uh, cost decreases into their margins and not pass all of that on. So, Sakina, I think uh, for now we're going to see no change in interest rates, at least that's what the market is pricing in and that's what we expect. Um, but uh, an easing up of the tone and uh, almost, you could say, a more dovish tone from the, from the Reserve Bank as they look to support growth, which is still fairly weak, but uh, at the appropriate time when they have sufficient evidence that uh, inflation is on a downward trajectory and is likely to remain sustainably within the 3 to 6% target band. And obviously um, the currency also plays a drastic part in that, and we've seen that being quite volatile over the last couple of days. And then just looking at the markets and their reaction uh, to the news yesterday and the impact of uh, the UK triggering Article 50 to begin that EU divorce, Nadir. Yeah, look, I mean, the market reaction was quite sanguine, wasn't it? Um, I mean, we didn't see a market selling off drastically or anything like that, and because it was communicated uh, by Theresa May, um, you know, over a week ago, and we saw the jitters coming in uh, be- before the, the, the actual event of today, when, uh, you know, when it was announced um, early last week sometime. So, you know, I think if we look at this from a procedural point of view, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be a very, very tough uh, and long, hard negotiation process. We know that uh, yesterday's uh, passing of the divorce papers, so to speak, from Britain onto the EU means triggers uh, the beginning of the two-year exit, uh, two-year negotiation period before Britain exits the EU, and there's going to be a number of contentious points, you know, but uh, of the two most important points, um, it's going to be 
you know, if we were to summarize, it's going to be about trade and it's going to be about free, free movement of people. Now, we know that about 45% of the UK's exports is exported to the European Union, um, and they obviously don't want to lose those trade benefits that they have, you know, the, the tariff-free trade and the tariff-free trade zones, um, because it would quite drastically impact the UK's um, exports as the EU is obviously the largest um, trade partner with, the, with Britain. I think, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, the EU also stands to lose quite a bit by losing, by, um, you know, negotiating a poor trade deal um, on, the, on, on the UK exiting the European Union. Because if we actually look at the numbers, um, you, you, Britain runs a, a, a trade deficit with the rest of EU, the EU, which equates to, um, you know, about 3.8% of, of, of the UK, of UK GDP, meaning that, um, you know, the Eurozone actually exports more to Britain than Britain exports to the EU. So, you know, I think um, EU exports stand to, to hurt quite a lot from, from, from a trade deal, but, you know, there's a bit of moral hazard here in the sense that if the EU gives Britain too good a deal on trade, there's going to be moral hazard and, uh, you know, a couple of the other um, European, the, a couple of the other European Union members, you know, the likes of France, uh, the likes of Germany, the likes of Italy, Spain, Portugal, they're also going to be rushing for the doors to exit the European Union and say, and want the same trade deal that was given to Britain. So, you know, that's going to be quite a sticking, a sticking point. And then the other one is obviously the free movement of people. Now, Britain has obviously indicated that this is a non-negotiable, and this is the basis on which they voted to leave the European Union, that they don't want free movement of people and they don't want um, immigrants to, from the Eurozone to freely move into Britain. Uh, but the European Union has laid down the gauntlet and said that, uh, well, this is, uh, uh, this is a non-negotiable for them in terms of access to the single market and passporting rights uh, for financial institutions. So I think there's going to be quite a bit of negotiation around that. So triggering a two-year long process, Sakina, and uh, there's undoubtedly going to be patches of extreme volatility over the next two years.